How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. As always, to my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal. A very, very rejuvenated, happy co-host. Yeah, we are, we're back on the W train. We're back on the uh, the win streak uh, in well, terms of it's even more than that, buddy. Our Come Cowboys. On. I mean, we got to go on a boys' trip to Washington. Mm-hmm. We got to hang out with 60,000 of our favorite Cowboy fans yeah, because it was basically a home game at RF or at uh, FedEx Field. I've never seen anything like it in my entire life at an away game. Yeah, there it was. Have, have you? No, I've never seen that. And we've been to a couple ones and, you know, Dallas fans travel well, but this was another level. I mean, the amount of Dallas fans there. You hear you heard every Washington fan there go, "Man, this is, you know, this is this is some real fandom here and and uh, I I wish that you know our fans came out and support like y'all's did because this is a home game for you." So that was awesome. Was crazy. That was really cool. There, there then, was a moment where I was walking to get a beer, and I was in the tunnel, you know, the round the the, the roundabout, and mm-hmm. I looked around, and I all I saw was a sea of blue cowboy jerseys. I mean, there wasn't a Redskin fan to be had. And in our section, when we, we we were down, you know, ten rows from the thirty yard line behind the Cowboys bench, you looked around. There was literally ten Cowboy fans for every one Washington fan. Yeah, it was it was an awesome experience. Uh, really good game. We'll get into that game. We'll get into the entire week fourteen. Where yeah, you did make up some ground in the pickums this week. You now trail. Uh, hey, you're missing a couple of the other reasons. I'm in a really good mood. I was the winner this week of the pickem pool, you baby. You were the pickem winner with the Rams win. The only one that took the Rams in the pickem. So That's you now right. are two behind with. And you I won the DraftKings. And I won the DraftKings pool for 300 bucks, So I know. I, it was you a great a weekend. Good weekend for you. And you get to boast and brag a little here about our pickums. Yeah, I, uh, I can boast and brag about fantasy because, you know, I did make the playoffs in our league. And uh, you missed them. But we'll talk about that yeah, we as we recap. That. Uh, we recap uh, week 14, uh, give you what we got right and what we got wrong, and recap all these games for you. So let's get into it. Let's run it. And we'll start with the Vikings. We'll start on the Thursday night game that feels like it was forever ago, but a really oh, good game in terms of how it started and how it ended. The Vikings took a 29-0 lead. Was that is that correct? 29-0 uh, yep. in the third quarter, took that lead into it. I mean, Dalvin Cook was having a game for the ages, ran for 200 yards, two touchdowns. Cousins was dealing to Jefferson all day long, got Osborne involved on a deep touchdown, and it was 29-0. And you go, the Vikings can't possibly do anything to mess this up. And they almost allowed the biggest comeback I think I've ever seen so late in the game. I mean, this was three minutes left in the third with up 29-0, and the Steelers kept chipping away, got a turnover, touchdowns, Najee had a touchdown, uh, I believe uh, uh, James Washington James had a nice Washington. touchdown. Fryer Muth had a touchdown. And all of a sudden, down eight with, with with under a minute to go, they had the ball and a chance to tie the game. Obviously, they would go the last play. Fryer Muth would do- drop the touchdown. That was, I mean, a beautiful throw by Ben. You can't deliver yeah. it any better. He just got it knocked out by Harrison Smith. And the Vikings hold on 36-28. Shouldn't have been that close, but, you know, the Vikings did 
play a really dominating game. If they can run like that with Cook, 200 yards, he averages eight, yard a car- eight yards a carry. I mean, Pittsburgh's run defense is just awful right now as it is. So they took advantage of that. They got the win, and they keep their uh, their playoff hopes alive in that NFC. It was crazy, man. I like. I- I'll be honest. I turned it off at half. I was like, this is awful. I'm like, Dalvin Cook is he's he's being made to look like you know Walter Payton, and you know it was a point where I was just like, I can't believe I picked Pittsburgh in this game and was so confident in that pick. Yeah, I mean, luckily I after Pittsburgh after this Thursday game, I only got two more wrong, so I just want to keep reiterating that. Yeah, we, we but, both took the Steelers yeah, on Thursday. I didn't, I didn't, I, I I don't know what the hell the man meant. The the problem with Pittsburgh right now is, look, I'm all for letting the legend play it out, you know, but. It's it's not good. Like, in the beginning of games, like, Roth- Roethlisberger goes through these periods of time where he'll he'll dazzle and he'll, he'll get the, you know, the team back and everything. But in the beginning of games, he was so off. And it just kept it just kept going three and out and the one turnover. And, and next thing you know, it was just like, like you said, they can't stop the run. So this game got ugly in a hurry. And I literally turned it off. And when I woke up at, like, 3.30 in the morning, I saw a text from you, like, holy crap, do you see what's going on? I'm like... See what's going on? What? Like, it was twenty nine nothing. Yeah, I know. It was it was I a crazy game. Up, like holy crap, it was that close. It actually made Thursday night enjoyable though. You know, not to see a blowout until uh, the third quarter where they decide to wake up, but it was too little, too late. And now the Steelers six six and one. I mean, we, we can talk a little bit about the AFC player playoff picture as we get more and more of these games, but. The, the, it is it's just a a jam of seven win and six win teams for the wild card. It, it is, but unfortunately for Pittsburgh, they're not going to make the playoffs, right? No. I mean, with you have the, the Cincinnati, only- Cleveland, Denver, Buffalo, Indy, and the Chargers ahead of you. You're not going to overtake them. Well, this is this is what you have right now. That division we can talk about for a second because we can talk about Baltimore being 8-5 and five now. Lamar got hurt, and they're just playing bad football right now. Who knows who can win that division? Cincinnati feels like they don't want to like make the playoffs at all. They're seven and six now, and even the uh, uh, even the yeah even the Browns seven and six are hanging around there. So anyone can even win this division. I mean, this is up for grabs. They all play each other another time. So I think that possibly two of them get in, but this division's up for grabs for any all four of them to possibly win and get that fourth uh, that fourth you, seed in the AFC. Do you see who Pittsburgh's last four games are? It's tough. Tennessee at KC, Cleveland, and at Baltimore. They're not making the playoffs. Yeah, I don't think they will. They'd have but, to win minimally three of those, and they might have to win all four. Yeah, I, I don't think they'll get in either. But I'm saying right now that division is is up for grabs because it feels like no one wants to win it. No one wants to pull away and win that one. All right, Listen, let's get. I, I agree with that too. Yeah, let's get to the one o'clock games. We'll start with our Cowboys here, twenty-seven twenty over the Washington Woo-hoo! football team. Uh, led 18 nothing at one point, 24 nothing at half, or 23 nothing at half. 24 nothing was, or, wasn't that in the yeah, beginning of the in the, in the third quarter? It was domination, you know. The defense was swarming. I mean, everyone had a sack. Gallimore was back, had a sack. Gregory was back, had a sack. Micah Parsons with the strip sack, which uh, Armstrong returned for the touchdown. The defense has been on point. It's doing what it's doing all year. R- really just, you know, the, the most surprise, I think one of the most surprising things in the NFL this year is this Dallas defense. Because not only, we, we talked about it in the beginning of the season, what does this team need from the defense to become a Super Bowl contender? We said a little bit below average, maybe average to be that. And now, right now, the defense as a unit, 
especially this this defensive line is is a top five defense right now in the NFL. I mean, that's how well they're playing. I mean, they are. Dude, they're they, awesome. they, to win this game, what do we say they need to do? They stop the run. Gibson had ten rushes for thirty six yards. I mean, that that's not going to win a lot of teams' football games, let alone the Washington football team. They killed Heineke, put him on his butt four times. They literally Locked killed him. him. Had, had to come out of the game. Kyle Allen came in. Uh, McLaurin, their leading wide receiver, held to zero catches with Trayvon Diggs all over him and then eventually got hurt and was out for the game. So they did their part. Dude, now, they the had offense, 224. Washington had 224 yards of total offense. Yeah, they did their part. I mean, it was, it was all over. That's what they've been doing for a couple weeks now. And the offense is a different story for, for Dallas. I mean, this is... This is a couple weeks now where Dak's not playing great football. The, the the play calling, as you can see, is not great. The run game's not there. And it's it's just a lot of, I don't think you can go around and blame a single person. It's a lot of blame in different areas. I think the one area that's improving is the offensive line. You know, Tyron Smith got hurt again. But when he's out there, that left side's pretty much protected. Lael Collins is back to his uh, form over the last couple of weeks. Like, the offensive line is playing a lot better. But in terms of running, there's not a lot of run gaps for, for Zeke, and he's clearly still hurt. Uh, missing Pollard was was definitely big. They could have used that change of uh, pace back. I I think actually right Corey now, Clement looked better than than Zeke. Yeah, Clement was was fine as they used him later in the game. But I think right now, I, I think for me, I think Dak is playing bad. But I think what the, the problem with what we use is is he playing bad or are we just not used to seeing Dak being consistent? Because the one thing we were used to about Dak was he'd always come out consistent. Completion percentage would be high, and he put up yards. But now we're seeing we're seeing inconsistency, and I think we're ultimately going right to the he he sucks, he's bad, he's you know he's not playing great. He is still making some really good throws, but he's also making some really bad ones. The two interceptions, which were just horrible Awful. throws. So I think right now Dak is inconsistent. The one reason I'm not completely worried or or, or terrified of this is. We know the offense can get there. It was there in the beginning of the season. It's had stretches like this before. It'll be back. We play, you know, the Giants and the Eagles in Washington again. It's going to find its way back. When they come playoff time, they're going to they're going to have to be back or this team's not going to have a chance. So, I'm not I'd rather the offense be the, you know, the unit that needs to I guess improve this season because the defense was the liability in the beginning of the season and now they're playing great football. So, if we can just get the offense back to what it was, I think they're fine. I think the fact yeah. that they're winning games with this offense being this bad and the defense having to maybe carry a little bit, I think is actually a good thing. And it's just showing how complete this team can be if they play both sides of the ball in, in a game this year. Could, couldn't agree with you more. You know, a couple things. Number one is in the beginning of the year, the Cowboys offense had moxie. You know, they had that confidence swagger. You know, I mean, literally, Zeke was pummeling people like you didn't want to get in front of that freight train you know and all the wide receivers were having their way and Dak was having his way and even Dak was you know <clears throat> getting all excited you know on big plays now it's the defense where it's it's Micah Parsons and and you know and Gregory where they're just like they're just jumping around they're high-fiving they're having fun they're I mean five sacks four turnovers I mean the defense is running rank shop so I, I love it I love the defense Micah Parsons really should be up for defensive player of the year but this offense right now looks stagnant. It looks boring. It it does wide receivers aren't getting separation. Dalton Schultz has been forgotten. Where the hell is he was one of the top players in the NFL in the first six weeks. He hasn't been throwing the ball in the last four weeks to him. 
So I don't know. They, they, they need to figure it out. I blame Kellen Moore. I think the play calling has been atrocious. I think Dak is trying to be, you know, like so perfect now. Like Dak doesn't even run the ball anymore. Like he had one good run for first down and that was it. Other than that, he looks tentative. And I don't know. There's something about the offense that's really concerning. But man, the defense is fun to watch. Yeah. And and the thing about Dak is I, I think what you're seeing is the offense is predictable right now. You're running a lot of. A lot of sets, you know, the Cowboys, the last couple of years with, with Moore, they ran a lot of different sets. They wouldn't line up in the same formation like twice on the same drive. But what you're seeing now is when they run the ball, two tight ends come in and a fullback. When they yeah. pass the ball, it's play Four action wide. with three wide receivers. So it's not a lot of guessing. A lot of defenses are setting up and they're like, yeah, you're passing the ball. You don't line up in this formation and not pass. Oh, you're running the ball because you don't put a fullback and two tight ends out there if you're not going to run. So it's getting very predictable. I think they need to go away from that. I think it's good when you want to run the ball and it's first and goal at the the four and you want to put a fullback and two tight ends, you do it and you put Zeke in there. But I, I mean, you're just you're kind of wasting first downs on these predictable runs that Zeke's getting first, you know, one, two yards and these third and shorts which are killing this offense right now that they're not getting these third down and shorts is because Dak right now, the one good thing he has going for him is his deep ball is probably the best it's been his his whole career. He hit Gallup for one, I think. He hit Cooper for one in the Washington game. He has been doing it the last couple weeks, hitting a lot of good deep balls down the sideline over the middle. It's the short passes. It's It's the crossing routes. It's the ins that he's throwing behind people. He's throwing over people. And that's the concerning thing. Yeah, and that's a concerning thing because those are what makes him make or break the game. I mean, the third and shorts that that you need to pick up to extend drives, the Cowboys are not getting right now. The good thing is the defense is not allowing third down conversions. So that's what's keeping you in these games and winning you these games. So third downs is what needs to be, you know, corrected. Uh, and the short game, you know, the short passes, get some crossing routes. The Cowboys don't, I, for, for whatever reason, do not want to work in the middle of the field. It's a lot of curl routes. It's a lot of streaks down the down the sideline. It's no post routes. It's no slants. It is. It's a little bizarre because you have so much speed and and the corners play so off that yep. you would think the middle of the field would be a lot more open. But the, I don't know. I, I don't know if they've ever heard of a ten yard square in. Right. It, it's it's just weird because because you'll see a lot a lot of defenses. You know they have to play zone coverage. And I just see that that the middle of the field just being a really open 10, 15 yards down the field. So yeah, we don't attack it. I, it's a little off to me, but I think Kellen Moore is going to try to at least switch some things up. I mean, you can get a little bit experimental. You play the Giants, and then you play Washington and the Eagles. Like, let's get a little experimental and try some new things because you can you can risk that when you play some of these teams. So I think we're going to see yep. some some new stuff. Yep. All right, let's keep it going. Let's uh, let's go to the other one o'clock games. We'll go to Ravens Browns. Browns get the two point win there. Uh, this was you know a, a closer game, and then Lamar Jackson gets hurt and goes out with an ankle injury. Uh, the status for that, I mean, it's it's supposed to be a, a you know a sprained ankle. He should be okay for the next game, uh, but he had to leave this one. Tyler Huntley came in, threw the ball pretty good, two hundred seventy yards and a touchdown. Uh, Freeman was the leading rusher with 64. Andrews had a really nice game with 115 and a touchdown. Uh, but yes, this was did. this was the you know the Browns 
not not doing anything, you know, that that would really propel them to win. They didn't run the ball particularly well. Sixty yards Man, what with is Chubb. What's going on with Chubb? Yeah, Hunt Hunt got hurt, uh, hurt midway through the game and only had five yards rushing. And Mayfield didn't even have two hundred yards passing. So what uh, won them this game? Uh, some turnovers by Baltimore. Uh, sacked four you know what won him this game with with the, the guy who's going Garrett the only guy who's going to beat out Micah Parsons for defensive player of the year. Yeah, this and this was Miles this Garrett. was the Browns knocking out Lamar and their defense playing really good, and that's what got them this win because they almost came back with Tyler Huntley, uh, which I think you know the Browns don't get that defensive touchdown and Lamar doesn't get out go out. I think the Ravens end up winning this game, but uh, for for both teams, this is what I have to say for the Ravens. The injuries are can are now starting to get to the point where it was already too much, and now it, 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 they don't really have a chance to do anything now because of these injuries. I mean, the corners are are some practice squad corners. They don't have any you know playmakers left at at running back with all the injuries before. Uh, they're losing guys at safety at, at defensive end. This team has gotten to the point where the injuries are. Who cares if they get in the playoffs? They're going nowhere because this. It, this team is a fraction of what on it IR. Twenty three people on IR. And that's just that's mind boggling. Yeah, mind boggling. So I, I don't and, think and Cleveland is just another one, man. I, I'm telling you, it, it's it's another. It, it, I want I don't want to make it a comparison to Dallas, but that offense is putrid, and they're literally riding on the coattails of Miles Garrett. He is yeah. a one man wrecking machine. Yeah, it really I, is. I still think that the you know, I, I don't know at this point. All these schedules are hard in this in this uh, AFC North because you have the Browns, who I don't think are going to make the playoffs. Look at their schedule; they still have the Packers and some other teams there. I mean, the the, the, the Packers, Ravens, the Raiders, Pittsburgh, and Cincy. Right, and the Ravens still have to play the Rams and the Packers. So who knows there? You know, with Lamar not healthy, uh, and then the Bengals. You know, they still have KC. I mean, this this is going to be. A whoever gets one of these upsets against one of these good teams is going to win this division. But I honestly think that the Browns aren't going to make the playoffs and the Steelers won't. And at this point, the Bengals probably won't either. So I think the Ravens, if they win, you know, one or two more games are going to wrap up this division. But I do not think that at this point that they could do anything. It, it's really scary. I mean, again, you've got Cleveland, Cincy and Pittsburgh all and all four of them, I mean, have really difficult schedules. Ten wins is going to win that division, hundred percent. Nine mm-hmm. might, like mm-hmm. it really might come down to a nine and eighteen winning the division. And the way Indy is playing and Buffalo and the Chargers, you know, I, I just I can't see those teams falling out of the playoff hunt. Yeah, so that's, I mean the Chargers. It's very possible that really yeah, good because of the they're all playing each other that they're only going to have one team out of the AFC North. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a. Uh... Look, it's, I mean, it's going to come down to the last week right now. I mean, this is oh, this sure. is the first week or the first year in, I think, five years that a playoff or a team hasn't clinched the playoffs by week uh, 14. I mean, they're now 15, I guess. So th- this is this has been a crazy season. Fantasy, it's been a crazy season. NFL, just the regular standings have been a crazy season. So it uh, just continues here uh, on week 14. You know 14. what's going to happen next week? Dallas is going to clinch the playoff spot. Oh, they better clinch. Uh, several teams next week are going to clinch some uh, some playoff yeah. spots there. All right, let's get to the next game. Jaguars, Titans. We can go over this one quick. Uh, how about Trevor Lawrence with four interceptions, four bad interceptions, and this uh, Jaguars team is – this is a season they should just forget, kind of rip out of the history books. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence should 
go back into the draft and they should just pick him first again and have him his rookie season next year because what are we going to sit up here and judge Trevor Lawrence on his first year? We know how good he is. I just this coaching hire with Urban Meyer was awful. It will he's, be rectified here shortly. He's gone at the end of the season. Start over, new coaches. You know, clean house with some guys that you you brought over because of Urban Meyer because there was a lot of them. And start over. Bring in an NFL coach. They need to bring an NFL coach in. It's true. And this is is awful, this performance. I mean, you watched – I saw some of the the offensive drives, and it it is just – it's awful. It is putrid to watch. The routes are like – you have three wide receivers on, on one side running the same route, and it's like, what is Trevor Lawrence <laughs> supposed to do? He doesn't have an offensive line. You know, this is it, – it's bad stuff. The Titans get a 20-point win, and they AD. didn't They didn't even play AD. good. They ran eight times for eight yards. Mm-hmm. James Robinson was the leading rusher with four yards. Yep. This it's, – it's almost to the point of absurd – they're not even putting a competitive team out there. And how the F did they beat the Bills? <laughs> how did they beat the Bills? I, I don't know. I, I don't know how that's possible. But I'm telling you, this Titans team, uh, t- Ryan Tannehill hasn't had a good game since Derrick Henry went down, which is the most surprising thing to me because when he, he they've lost two games since he's gone down. And he has not played good. This is where we talked about Ryan Tannehill needs to step up. He hasn't stepped up, but they're still winning because the defense is playing good. Uh, yes, you know, we, what did you hear while we were waiting online for the chicken guy? By the way, just a, on a side note, yeah. okay, we were at FedEx Field and they had a uh, they had a Johnny Rockets and they had a chicken guy, and we decided to go get chicken sandwiches. I had never eaten chicken guy before. I am telling you, and you can start the booze from all you Chick Fil A lovers. Chicken guy is the best chicken sandwich <laughs> I have ever had in good. my entire life. Pretty good. And I just found sandwich. out there's one in Orlando, and I'm going there this week. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, it was really good there. Really what, good. What, what are you saying about the Titans here? Oh, uh, didn't while we were online for Chicken Guy, didn't you get a, a little alert says uh, Derrick Henry will be back before the season ends? Yeah, should be back week eighteen if they need a playoff clinching scenario. Uh, I, I, at this point, I mean, we're gonna the tight or the Titans have a fairly you know easy schedule here: Pittsburgh, San Fran, Miami, Houston. So they're gonna probably end up winning this division with the Colts. Probably, you know, season coming down and next week where they play the Patriots, which is going to be a great game uh, Saturday night. So that'll be big there. But he'll I'm assuming he won't be back for week 18. They should be in the playoffs. So playoff time, he's going to be back. So and, and know, A.J. They, Brown is supposed to come back week 18, too. So they'll be fine going into the playoffs. Yeah. And, but the thing that concerns me is you're playing Jacksonville. I know the defense had four interceptions. You didn't have to do much. But Julio Jones, four catch for 33 yards. He's the only wide receiver on this team right now. That concerns me a little. They didn't have to throw the ball that much, though. They so didn't whatever. care. Yeah. Honestly, I think they all fell asleep at halftime and said, okay, it's over. Yeah, you know who else didn't care was the uh, Las Vegas Raiders here who got <laughs> clobbered 48-9 to by Kansas City. Uh, I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs just own the Raiders. I mean, that's, that's two weeks in a row. It was the exact same game as two weeks ago. Two weeks in a row, a beatdown. This was first play of the game, fumble recovery for a touchdown by Mike Hughes, and the game was over. After that, Mahomes threw some nice passes, uh, you know, one to, to Daryl Williams on a screen and one to Alaire, and they ran the ball the rest of the game, and the Raiders had no answer. No answer. They kept turning the ball over. This Chiefs defense has really stepped up and carried the load for a Chiefs offense 
that hasn't entirely got going. I mean, they the reason they beat the Raiders the first game, defense was everywhere, caused turnovers. Played Dallas, only put up 19 points. That defense was all over the Chiefs' offense. Played Denver, Mahomes didn't even throw for 200 yards. And Las Vegas, again this week, the defense was all over the place. Mahomes didn't have to do much. So this defense is a lot like the Dallas. I'm telling you, the Chiefs and the Cowboys are a lot similar than, than people might say right now. The defense is playing so good on both sides that the offense is being talked about as a worry, but it's not really that worry because they're winning games. So, have, have you ever seen a time where three games in a row, a team has given up exactly nine points? I have not seen that. that that's an interesting thing to look at. But, look at I that. mean, this, this defense... I mean, I think them in Dallas right now are one-two in terms of playing the best football right now in the NFL. I mean, yeah, this is... Look, the, the KC is one six in a row, and I mean, they've only had two offensively good games. Yeah. So, so it is definitely the D. It is. Uh, and look, when your defense causes, what is it, four, what was it, four turnovers, three turnovers this game? Yeah, three turnovers. Three. Uh, oh, five turnovers. Sorry, oh, five. five turnovers. Yeah, five. five turnovers. I didn't see that. They had... Uh, yeah. They had a couple. I mean, everybody fumbled for the for the Raiders there. When you have five turnovers against the Chiefs, who if Patrick Mahomes can go seventy five yards in a minute, what do you think he's going to do with forty yards and no time constraint? You know, he's getting the ball on his on his own side of the field. So this is it's not a recipe, especially against Kansas City. But most teams are going to beat down on you when when you turn the ball over like in your in your own uh, side of the field. So forty eight nine Chiefs go to nine and four, uh, still in contention for the number one seed there as. You know, so this is amazing. I called yeah. them out of the playoffs in week four, and now they're back to almost possible. Yeah, when you them. when you called them out, I was like, you can't do that yet. You cannot do that yet. Not not yet. And they won six straight since. All right, all right. Let's keep it going. Saints Jets, easy one here, thirty to nine, an easy game for them. Ran all over. Uh, this was the Kamara breakout game. Twenty seven rushes for one hundred twenty yards and a touchdown. Uh, you know, the, the, this Jets offense, you know, or this Jets defense is one of the worst against the rush, just like Pittsburgh. So. If you got fancy playoffs coming up, whoever the running back is against those two teams, I would start them because they're running down their throat. Hill had another 73 yards and two touchdowns, had a 50-yard uh, run as well for a touchdown. So Saints keep their playoff hopes alive against the Jets. Uh, and the Jets are officially, I think, eliminated from the playoffs. So uh, that, uh, that, that, that what was that, a 7-8 win season that you predicted from those Saints or from those Jets? <laughs> They're, they're such a weird team, man. They show moments of brilliance, and then they show moments that they just suck. I, th I think with the Saints right now, is or with the Jets right now, they're young, and they have pieces, but they don't have a complete team. Like, they have a piece at wide receiver in Elijah Moore. They don't have a great wide receiver core. Wilson's young. We don't, have, we don't know much. He hasn't been great this year. The offensive line is really young and we think is good. Quinn and Williams is nice on defense, and Marcus May is nice, but who else is on the defense? So they have a lot of pieces. Not, you know, having the extra first round pick with the Seahawks and, and Jamal Adams trade is big because I think this year they need to go D end because there's a lot of good D ends and they got to get a, a playmaker, a running back, a wide receiver, someone that is going to, you know, make this offense dynamic because they have a good piece in Elijah Moore, but they need another guy. They need another guy for Wilson to really be put back there and say, this is a full offense that you need to show your potential. And now if you can't show it, there's concern. But it's another season where you're like, do we can we really judge Zach Wilson right now on, on what he's given? But yeah, 30 to 9. That's the uh the Saints get the win. Six and seven, you know, all those tr trashy, you know, middle of the pack uh, NFC teams hanging out around the uh the wild card there. 
Uh, another one of those teams is the Falcons, 29. Do you, think this, do you think the Saints have a chance to make the playoffs? Yeah, they have a chance. Uh, do I think they'll get in? I think that – I don't think. I think Atlanta has a more favorable schedule of them in their own division, and they play each other in the last week. Uh, and then I, I still think Washington or Philly, they play next week. I think one of them can get in. I really think the way that San Fran's playing right now with the huge win over the Bengals, which we'll talk about, I think they pretty much solidified their place in it. So I think they're going to fall just Minnesota short. Minnesota in the mix, too. Yeah. And Minnesota. I think they'll fall just short. But yeah. with, with Taysom Hill, and they if they if they just commit to running like they did on the Jets and just do that, they're going to probably win some of these games where they play, you know, down the stretch, you know, they play Miami, Carolina, and Atlanta, but Tampa next week is going to be big um, in Tampa. We know the Saints have beaten them already this year, so we'll see if uh, Taysom can get it done next week. But in the other division, I'll be rooting for them. Yeah, Falcons, Panthers, uh, Falcons get the win. They probably eliminated the Panthers. They're not eliminated, but yes, dropping to five and eight. They can't get a quarterback right now. Cam Newton was benched again, and then P.J. Walker came in, and he was benched, and Cam came back in. I don't know what the, what's going on there. but uh, do, do, do you know Cam has been benched five of his last nine starts? Yeah, that's, that's Just not let good. let that sink in for a minute. That's not good. This experiment with Cam Newton is not going well. No, it's not. And, and, it, and their season's over now. I mean, with, in, with, with, with injuries to the defense, with their best player going out in McCaffrey, the season's a wrap. Uh, get another first, you know, first round pick to they, wait, just they have to play Tampa team. twice. It's definitely over. Yeah, it is definitely over. But th- this team needs a quarterback. Um, I think the Sam Donald thing, you didn't give up anything. It didn't work out. Do what you got to do to move on. Uh, and, and I think this team needs to go just back to the drawing boards, get a quarterback in the draft. I think that's where they need to start. Is this a Kenny Pickett or Matt Coral destination? Yeah, sure. But, uh, Somebody needs to happen. In terms of the Falcons, they keep their playoff hopes alive. Uh, they they played a pretty good game. Uh, had a pick six, the second pick six in as many weeks. So their defense is playing a little better. And Matt Ryan, only 190 yards, didn't need to throw the ball a lot. And Mike Davis is slowly but surely getting involved in the offense again. Had a touchdown last week, had 40 yards this week, um, as well as, you know, five for 42 in the passing game. So that's interesting there, you know, to see because we were writing Big Fatty off. I kept him around. Uh, I, had to, I actually had to start him in a league that I needed to clinch a playoff berth, and he got me enough points. You know, he got it done. He had, like, 11 points. So, uh, interesting there to see the Falcons. But it's 6-7. and seven. They stay alive as well uh, for the for the playoffs. Uh, and then we keep it going. Seahawks-Texans, 33-13. I took my swing at the Texans. I said Davis Mills would have a good game. And if, you know, 67% completion, 331, and a touchdown, can I get something for a good game from Davis Mills? Yeah, yeah listen. Congratulations. I mean, you, you picked him to finally be better than putrid. Yeah. Well, well done. Yeah. He Look, he has had some good games this year. He has He's had a lot of bad, but he's had now two or three good games. Uh, the Texans, you know, I, I think they should give him a shot. I think these last couple of games are going are gonna to tell if they really give him a real audition next year. But th- this is... He shows signs sometimes of having a good arm and a good, you know, IQ of throwing the ball. He likes Brandon Cooks. We said that he had eight for 101, so that was a good stuff. He doesn't have a run game or an offensive line, so that's even better, you know, telling that. Now, they're not coming close in terms of winning games because Russell Wilson absolutely torched this offense and got freaking uh, Rashad Penny involved, who I didn't even know was still in the league. Right? I mean, 
Rashad Penny ran for 8.6 yards a carry on 16 rushes. That's insane. And two touchdowns. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, Lockett gets involved, 5 for 142 in a touch. And this one was over pretty early in the second half. So uh, in terms of, you know, the wild card there, Seattle barely keeps their hopes alive. They play the Rams next week, so that might end there. But, I mean, Russell Wilson definitely looks better uh, in the last two weeks since his finger incident. So good sign for the Seahawks there as they get a win and and then keep their hopes alive there. So let's keep it going with the four o'clock games. Lions Broncos uh, took another swing at my at the Lions. I said that yeah, they I would, don't know you were smoking, buddy. I said that they would they would do a Lions thing and and start yeah. a win streak when they should be tanking. And I guess when no win streak would be started, considering uh, Goff was back to his normal self uh, with uh, two hundred yards, a touchdown, and interception. Uh, they didn't have a running back this week. For some reason, uh, this guy named Craig Reynolds, who I see now, I don't know who that is, Never uh, had 80 yards rushing, whatever whatever you may do with that. Uh, the Broncos. Wait, ran- even better. I just got to tell you, I've never heard of Craig Reynolds. I barely have heard of the college he went to. Kutztown? 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 Kutztown. Yeah. Uh, is that a made-up college? <laughs> I, I, that sounds like one of those one of those like universities that they say on the Sunday night football uh, intros before the game. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that is, but uh, is that is elementary school. <laughs> it might be, but the Lions, you know, take them away. The, let's talk about the Broncos right now because what they're doing is they're finally committing to running the football with their two-headed, you know, back. Gordon had 100 yards. Times. Williams had 73. They both had two touchdowns. Williams had one through the air. Uh, they're working through their running backs. I mean, this. what did we think this team was going to be? We thought this team would be a team that offensively was had a lot of firepower. With that with that wide receiver core, with Judy coming in off a good rookie year, with Cortland T- Sutton you know Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, and who's not even Noah involved Fant. anymore, KJ Hamler, uh, Noah Fant. Like, th- this was supposed to be air it out, let Bridgewater do his thing because he's a serviceable quarterback and can get it to his good wide receivers. And this has completely turned into, we can't really do that because Bridgewater's not the QB, I guess, you know, that, that can do that. Uh, it turns out that Cortland Sutton just isn't as vo- involved at all in this offense. And, you know, what, they, what they've done is they, we have to run this ball and depend on our defense to get turnovers. That's how we're going to win games. They're 7-6 and six now. They are, they are very much alive in that hunt. And if they can continue to run the ball on some favorable matchups, which Cincinnati just got ran all over, uh, Vegas, it, it just got right. I feel like 300 yards on them by the Chiefs and you know back to back games. Uh, and we know and we know that the Chargers can't really play defense either. So you know they they have an opportunity here to go against some tough to po- opponents and three you know divisional ones the last three weeks. But if they can continue to run the ball, uh, they'll be in a lot of these games down the stretch. So good stuff from the Broncos there. Lions one eleven and one closer to that number one pick. Uh, and then the Chargers thirty seven twenty one over the Giants. Uh, not sure how it got that close because this was like 37 nothing, uh, and this was an easy game. I mean, the Giants are sure. have quit at this point. Uh, Herbert without Keenan Allen was not a problem. Had a beautiful throw to Guyton for a touchdown. Uh, got Eckler involved before he exited with an injury. So easy game, easy game plan. Herbert continues to be pretty much excellent for the uh, for the Chargers, and they're now at that number one uh, wild card spot with that Bills loss. So uh, good stuff crazy? from the Chargers there. And what's crazy is, it, yes, it, it, 
it looked like Justin Herbert was dominating out there, but it was 275 and three. And they ran for like, Eckler ran for like 67. You know, overall, I think they ran for like 120 with all the running backs, but it just seemed just easy. Like there was just no fight in the Giants. I don't know what it was. It I just, mean, there was, is no was, fight. I mean, this, this team is putting Mike Lennon out there, which is awful. I mean, yeah. Saquon is a shell of the player he once was, which that was the whole Giants hope was that this guy was, you know, the franchise savior. And after injury upon injury, he's not the same guy. And, and, and for some reason, even with Mike Lennon out there, you have to ask what is wrong with getting wide receivers involved? Because this, this team when healthy has a good wide receiver group with Kenny Galladay, who is the big offseason acquisition, Sterling Shepard is a good wide receiver. Evan Ingram is, you know, a tight end that was getting involved and has had, you know, sparks in his career. John Ross, I mean, Darius Darius Slayton is still out there. And for some reason, this team can't get their wide receivers involved. And I don't know what it is. All the people you just mentioned collectively had five catches. And I don't get it. I mean, how are you not going out there and getting the ball to your wide receivers? I mean, Glennon... You know, they only dropped back yep. and threw 36 times and only completed 17. So I don't know what this Giants team is is doing. I, I see this Giants team going into a couple years now because I feel like the last couple years they, have, they haven't been the worst team, but they've been bad. I think they're going to start going into a, a, a couple years of we're going to be absolutely dead last terrible because that's that's where they have to go. I mean, this team needs a quarterback if Daniel Jones is, is just not going to be the guy. And they need a lot of pieces on offense, and you know, because this so, it's just not working out. So we know the GM is gone, Gettleman. But yeah. uh, will Joe Judge survive? I think he should. I mean, what what is a coach in this team? Look at this team. What what is Joe Judge who doesn't call the offensive plays, doesn't call the defensive plays? Like, what what is he going to do in this situation? I, I don't think this has anything to do with coaching in terms of okay. this Giants team. But I, I think he'll be fine for at least this year. Next year, he might be on the hot seat. All right, let's go to some OT games at 4 o'clock because these were probably the two best games of the weekend here. Uh, the 49ers, 26-23 over the Bengals. Uh, this was 20-6 to in the fourth quarter. I believe 49ers were up. Bengals come all the way back to uh, Jamar Chase touchdowns, got him back in it. Five for 77 on the day. Higgins finishes over 100 yards again, which I continue to say Higgins is the man uh, in terms of this team. So oh, you have a man crush. Yeah. Total so what do they? So so what do they do? The Bengals they come back with Chase. Uh, they force overtime, and the 49ers, After the Bengals kick the field goal, you have Garoppolo with six minutes, plenty of time. Touchdown wins it. A field goal ties it. Goes back to the Bengals, and they just had a really good drive of a couple runs, and then working off play action and getting it to their guy Kittle, and eventually Ayuk for the touchdown. I mean that it was a really good Kittle? drive. Is back to being a man child. Yep. He's yeah, he's, awesome. I mean, he he is he's having you know the last two weeks have been incredible with the 150 yards back to back weeks. Uh, he he's just he is ridiculously athletic for a guy that just doesn't look like he's that athletic. I mean he he is in, he gets out in space and when he gets out he's fast he stay you know he's elusive he can he can truck you he can stiff arm you he can juke you he's he's so good in space and he he displayed he, all of that i mean he had he looks like a lineman mm-hmm. like he could pass for a like 
a left tackle. I mean, and then, then, you know, he just goes out there and he just dominates. People cannot guard him one-on-one. Nope. And, I mean, it is. it was a really good game. The 49ers needed this win. The Bengals now with their, you know, last couple losses have fallen out of the playoffs after being the number one seed uh, what seems like six weeks ago. Uh, and the 49ers here are are showing that they're getting everyone involved. You know, the three-headed monster of Kittle, Ayuk, and Debo Samuel uh, was was pretty good. Uh, I think I I like seeing you know them winning games and Debo Samuel is not having to do everything himself. So that's a good sign there for them. Uh, and I think for the Bengals, what you saw yesterday was I think some of the blame on Zach Taylor because I think you saw a team that was throwing the ball successfully. And what did they do in overtime when they had first and and ten at what the thirty or or the the thirty five? You know, going into territory and a touchdown wins the game. They ran the ball like three times, th- three three straight times. So mm-hmm. what what are you doing there when you're passing the ball great? You're getting into Higgins. They could not guard Chase for the life of them in the fourth quarter, and they and they decided and, to and run then, three then, times. And then the funny thing was, we were we were at a sports bar, which a whole different aside. I've never been to a sports bar where there wasn't a waitress that we yeah, actually that was, ordered that on odd. our phone and food just came to us. But we were watching the game and we're like, God. Does Nick Bosa still play in the NFL? And next thing you know, he makes the sack that causes him to kick the field goal. Right. I mean, he I he's like, having. Oh, guess he is still there. Yeah, he's still having a good year. He's just on the quieter end because uh, everyone's talking about Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, and and, and Parsons right now. But yep. you know, the, uh, this Bengals team, I think, continues to not know what they are. are they a running team or are they a passing team? Well. In these types of games where you're playing a, a secondary that's not very good for San Fran, they have a better run defense. I don't understand that decision to not let Burrow sling it when he was playing really good down the stretch. And, and look, he was nailing you know Jamar Chase in the fourth quarter any which way he wanted it. So right. I don't know, you're, you're right. I don't know why he, he flipped the switch in uh, in overtime. Yeah, and the 49ers have gotten some important wins. Uh, obviously, the win over the Rams is going to be crucial down here, but Minnesota. Which was big, you know, to with competing with them in the wild card. So they have an, a pretty simple schedule with Atlanta coming up. That'll be really a must win with with them only one game back in the wild card. So that'll be big for for, for the San Fran. I think they win that game. They'll solidify their wild card spot because then you got Tennessee and Houston, which at least one of those is a win. So this that that'll come down next week. I think they can pretty much solidify one of those playoff spots with a uh, win over the Falcons there. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to the game of the week, which, again, another game where uh, we, we keep seeing this, this the, these teams get out to big leads, and I feel like every time they have to let the other team back in it. You can't just put them away and play a game and, and, and you know, keep your, 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 your pedal on the foot because, or your foot on the pedal because, <laughs> I mean, the, the Bucks were, were, were absolutely dominating this game. I mean, up 24-3 at half, uh, they, were, they were running the football all over them. Fournette finishes with another great game of 100 yards and a touchdown. Brady was thrown all over the place, 300 yards and two touchdowns, throws his 700th touchdown of his career. You know, Godwin has back-to-back of the most beautiful stat lines. This is 10 for 105 after his, like, 16 for 140 last week. So you love the uh, the Godwin uh, stat line there. But th- this was dominated in the first half. The Bills didn't even hand the ball off once in the first half. Not a single handoff to a running back in the first half, it was all Josh Allen because he had 300 yards through the air and 100 yards on the ground. He was doing everything himself. Uh, and, and I think what happened in the second half was 
The defense step, definitely stepped up from the Bills. But I feel like in the second half, the Buccaneers went away from the run with the lead and tried to throw. And they and they, they had uh, some bad uh, uh, you know plays on third down. Had to punt the ball a lot in the in the in the second half. And the Bills started to chip away at that lead, come back. They had a chance to uh, to really win the game at the end at the end of the game, kick the field goal to send it overtime. And we all saw the Brashard Perriman play that eventually ended that and won the game the, for the Bucks. The best is when you look to me and you go like, Brashard Perriman is still in the league. I had to look at the because they said Perriman, you know, down the sideline. And I was like, it's gotta be a different Perriman. There's no way Brashard Perriman is back and, on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Brashard Perriman from? From UCF, but that's right. I, I just I could not believe that Rashad Perryman caught that. But it was a great play. It was a great game. Uh, I think that the Bills, you know, the way that they were able to come back, I think was huge because the defense definitely stepped up. But man, this team has a problem in terms of what else can Josh Allen do? I mean, he was under fire all game. That offensive line is it, it gives him no time, no yeah. time at all. He's still at three hundred yards. He had 54 pass attempts, right? He is now, he's been the number one fantasy football quarterback in five of the last 11 weeks. And it's just, and I don't even know if they've won more than two of those games. I mean, what what do you want from a quarterback in terms of fantasy? You want a, a, a quarterback that throws the ball a lot, runs the ball a lot, and doesn't hand the ball off a lot. So that's what you get in Josh Allen, because they had th- seven handoffs the entire game, which all came in the second half. Uh, they don't have... Any running game with Singletary, Brita, or Moss. They can't get... I, I, I don't know why they don't just go with a back and pick them and, and see what you can do with a, with some volume of, of, of carries because this whole running back by committee, which isn't a committee because you don't run the ball enough, it is just not working for them. And it's too much on Josh Allen. I don't think he can do it all. And I think this team just, you know, with the two... too slow of a start, you know, got them behind early. And even with the miraculous comeback... Uh, you know, Tredavious White being out, they, they are not going to be able to beat teams with this elite of, you know, a wide receiver and an offense because with White out, you know, they have good secondary corners, but when those secondary corners turn to the, you know, become the number one corner and then your backup corners become the secondary corners, it's a different story and it's not as good as secondary for the Bills right now. So they, they how fall about the fact that seven how about the six? fact that six Buffalo Bills scored at least 12 fantasy points. And that look, the Bills can, can stay consistent with fantasy. I mean, Diggs, Beasley, Man. Knox, and Gabe Davis. Even Gabe Davis was getting involved and right. had a touchdown. Uh, he had sixteen points, right? Or, uh, no, maybe not that many. Uh, nine and six, fifteen points. So you can I, you can still count on the on on the the fantasy side of things, but yeah. you know, in terms of 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 them on offense and being you know a Super Bowl contender, they don't have really enough special you know enough diversity and enough you know difference on offense that makes them you know not predictable i mean every time no. that they that they snap the ball they drop back to pass and you yeah, can but you guess can what? eventually sit back in zone and you'll get a third down stop or you'll force a field goal and it, it's just not it's not a winning formula for the bills yes but with three of their last four games with carolina atlanta and the jets they're going to make the playoffs yeah, and they will make the playoffs. And if they get in, they will they'll be, be a favorite. I, I, they'll, yeah. they'll be a favorite. They're still a good team with Josh Allen playing this well. I, yeah. I just don't know how, you know, the big, I always bring this up because it's a huge thing. They were playing such good football last year, and they run into the yeah. Chiefs, 
and against the best team in the league, you know, the Chiefs last year, they go in the AFC Championship, and they drop back to throw every every single play. I think they had, again, like seven handoffs in the AFC Championship. And they didn't have a chance because they couldn't, you know, eventually a defense can sit back, force everything in front of you. If you're a good tackling team, you make tackles, you you get, uh, you know, a couple third down stops, a couple punts, and a couple field goals. And if you have an elite enough offense like the Bucks, like the Chiefs have had, they're going to score more points because they're going to put up touchdowns and not field goals. And that is not what the Bills, you know, the, the Bills cannot win like this. So unless they have a drastic change in their offensive scheme, this team is going to get in the playoffs. I don't think they can win really anything right now in the playoffs, the way they're playing. Yeah. All right, let's get to the Sunday night game and then end it with the Monday night game. Uh, Sunday night was, I mean, through the first half was really good. I mean, the Bears mm-hmm. were, were put on an offensive explosion where we're wondering where has that been all year. And again, when the Bears offense puts up 30 points, this defense gives up 45 and they just can't play two sides of the, you know, two good sides of the ball. In a, in a game this season, that's what that's why their record is is four and nine. I mean, Justin Fields played his best game, uh, even with the terrible interception, the pick six to Rasul Douglas, who is right now like the best games graded corner in, in the entire you know football league. But Fields had some good throws. He was on the you know move, stepping up and running in the pocket at seventy four yards rushing. Uh, we have to talk about. I mean, uh, Jakeem Grant, Jakeem who had an insane Jesus. punt return and a crazy catch uh, uh, for 46 yards for the touchdown off a jet sweep. So, so that was so let's just, really minute, fun okay? to watch. Do you remember Jakeem Grant on Miami? Yeah, he's, he's been a good, you know, punt, uh, punt returner and a good, you know, yeah, gadget yeah. guy. Where the hell was that Jakeem Grant for the last couple of years? He was shot me. out of a cannon. I've n- he might I, he made he made Tyreek Hill look sm- sh- slow. Yeah, he he is. You know he he has always been a guy where you're like he's a good gadget player and he was always on Miami as their punt returner, kick returner, and came in for you know some screens or some trick plays. But you know he he he's a small dude. You know he's you know they don't they didn't use him a lot in the in the receiving game because they you know they he's down in the depth chart, but. That his speed is. I want to see that embrace Tyreek Hill because I'm telling you, I, well, I have not seen a guy that fast, you know, I since Tyreek Hill. You'll be happy to know I looked it up. Mm. I looked up there 40 times at the combine. Yep. Tyreek Hill or uh, uh, Jakeem Grant, 4.38. Tyreek Hill, 4.29. Yeah. So, you know, Hill's probably still faster, but. Uh, man, he looks fast on Sunday night, man. The speed just, was nuts. It was nuts. And the punt return, we're like, why did you catch that ball in the three? And then he like he looked like he was going to get stopped at the three-yard line, and then he just turned around about face, went the other way, and he was gone. I mean, that's one of the longest punt returns you can have in, in NFL history, 97 yards. No one catches the ball inside and the five-yard line. How crazy is it? It's the only punt return for a touchdown this whole year in the NFL. This entire season of any team. I mean, it is the first one. So That's crazy. Uh, that is nuts to see this late in the season. But, uh, yeah, the Bears take the lead in halftime, and after that it was all Rodgers. I mean, 341, four touchdowns, uh, had 10 for 121, 121 to Devontae Adams. He had two touchdowns as well. Look, th- this is what Rodgers did. Uh, he was pissed off by Robert Quinn mimicking his belts, you know, uh, uh, discount double check celebration. And he went off. He, he is the Bears owner, and he did right in the second half by, by beating them down. 
Uh, and what he did was he pretty much solidified the MVP again. I think he wins back-to-back MVPs. I think, I think the Packers right now are undoubtedly the best team in the league. I mean, the way that this team is playing with no Bakhtari and no Jahir Alexander is really incredible right now. And they're going to get those guys back any week now. Uh, you know, the way Rodgers is playing is just effortless with a broken toe. I mean, he he is hobbling on nine nine toes right now, and he's effortlessly... I mean, the, the pass to DeMonte Adams before the half was such a beautiful pass down the sideline to lay it right in for Adams to score a touchdown. I mean, effortless stuff from, from Rodgers, throwing 80% completion for, for over 350 yards. You know, he is... He's playing just great football. Uh, the way that they're really not even utilizing Aaron Jones, who I still think is not 100%. Uh, they're getting A.J. Dillon involved, which... We, we, we've discussed how th- this, you know, what A.J. Dillon has to, br- you know, offers and, and the potential that he has to be a really good running back in this league uh, is really good stuff. So, you know, th- I, the only, this team is I really only good take right one, now. I only take one thing you said maybe with a grain of salt, and that is I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that he wins MVP. I, I, look, Tom Brady it's a two-man race right now with Brady. A phenomenal year. But if Green Bay, which they do right now, or they're higher in the standings, they have the same record. But if Green Bay goes out, goes to Baltimore, wins at Baltimore, home against Cleveland and Minnesota, and then they'll probably end it at Detroit. If they win out or win three, three out of the last, you know, four, and they get this number one seed or at least the second seed, look, I think he wins it. I really do. Unless they Dude, fall Tom, apart, Tom Brady lose some is games for a thousand more yards and nine more touchdowns. Like, it's just, I don't know, dude. I mean, Tom Brady looks Look, in terms of the stats and who's going to win it, sure, Brady is, is still in this, and he might even be leading. But in terms of the MVP, in terms of the most valuable player, you know, obviously we talk, we, we, we talk about, you know, the MVP isn't really the MVP. It's a lot about the stats. But in terms of the MVP, the v- most valuable player, Rodgers is so much more valuable to this team that doesn't have the weapons, you know, outside of Adams. Uh, Jones isn't even playing. He doesn't have his left tackle. I mean, he is... He's doing things right now for a team that is, I don't think, has the roster that the Bucks have, and he has the same record as that team right now. Well, I mean, look, Brady's done it half the season without Gronk, more than almost half the season without Antonio Brown. Right, and but those are, like, are, are those are down the depth chart on the the you know the guys who they still have, which are Evans and Godwin, and a, a complete offensive line and Fournette, who have been playing great, and the defense that's still elite. So, I, I think. What what Rodgers is doing right now to a Packers team that is shorthanded and missing two of their best players for most of the season and beating quality teams, I think the Packers are completely the most dangerous team right now. Now, are we going to see you know, the, the, the Rodgers does this every year and the Packers are always good every year, but can the, the season is either Super Bowl or bust because they've gotten to the NFC Championship like three years now. They've lost them all. You got to get over the hump. So this team, it's not even worth talking about now. Talk to me when they're either in the, the NFC Championship or in the Super Bowl. If not, 100%. it was a wash of a year. Of course. Well, look, so, he only has a couple more years left. I mean, this is his best chance to go back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, He's only been there once. 100%, yeah, 100%. But uh, good stuff from the Packers. And they are now with the Cardinals loss. They move up to the first seed in the NFC. So speaking of the Cardinals mm. loss, let's mm. end it right now with the Monday Night Football and end a pretty bad week for me picking-wise. Look. I'm happy for it because the Cardinals lose and it creates a whole, you know, Lock this is any, anyone's take for this uh, for this first seed in the NFC. But this surprised me a lot 
because the way that the Cardinals came out, first drive went down, kicked the kicked the field goal, but went out and looked like like they could really move the ball. James Conner, I want to start by talking about how different this guy looks. We were talking about it before the podcast. When he was on Pittsburgh, he was one of my most I love the guy. I love the story with the, the cancer story. What a, what a crazy thing. But I did not like how he played and how he was as a football player in Pittsburgh. because you he said was just, don't draft him. No, and, and by the way that this season started, you shouldn't have drafted. He wasn't really involved early on. He was a, clunky, a clunky, not fast, not that elusive kind of run, you know, stick my head and, and get a couple yards in, in, you know, in Pittsburgh. Right, right now... He is becoming and playing a lot like an Austin Eckler. I mean, this guy is now a pass-catching threat, which had another one-handed crazy catch. He had 9 for 94, almost 100 yards receiving in this game. He then had another 31 and two touchdowns on the ground because in the red zone, inside the 10-yard line, you hand it off, he's going to find the end zone. So he is really turning in to a, just a different player. He looks so much more elusive and fast and speedy and so much more diverse in terms of now that he's this great pass catcher out of the backfield. So he's now a three down back. I mean, this is well, it's funny. really he good looked, stuff. In a Cardinals uniform, he looks like what David Johnson was when David Johnson was McCaffrey. Yeah, he, he looks like a, a whole new player and it's awesome to watch. And the way that they went down with him, the way that he got Hopkins involved early was not involved in the second half at all. It looked like they had a pretty, you know, with Jalen Ramsey announced out early, they, they should have had all day to throw. I mean, Murray still ended with, with 383 yards, but the turnover in the red zone, the awful interception where he just stared down uh, the, the, the linebacker there was a terrible interception. And then the other one where he tried to force a play by rolling out of the pocket, the two turnovers cost them this game. I mean, I really didn't think that they played that bad on offense. The defense, on the other hand, Stafford had all day with 287 and three touchdowns. They ran with Michelle for 80 yards and Cooper cup, you know, hasn't, it, it's not like I shouldn't say was unguardable. He is unguardable because no one's been able to guard him all year. So 13 for 123 and a touchdown. He's first on in every category. Uh, he, he is on, you know, on pace to shatter some records here. Um, and He's I gonna think obliterate every record, right? I think if it wasn't for Jonathan Taylor, we'd be looking at, you know, offensive our offensive player of the year, but I mean, with with Dude, Taylor and his crazy stats, I mean they're fighting for it. Those honestly, two right I, now. Cooper Cup's going to be up there. I, I don't think that race is is done deal yet either. No, it's not. He keeps and putting then, this up. I mean, right. look, do you know how many games Cooper Cup has not had a hundred yards? I think it's like one he, or two. Yeah, it's like three. You know, like I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, he's been absolutely unbelievable. He he's ten for a hundred every game. Yeah, and you get you get uh, Beckham involved. He has three touchdowns in three games. Jefferson off the play action had a deep, uh, a deep bomb, which was a great play and a, and a good catch by Jefferson, which, by the way, actually got me into my fantasy playoffs off that exact Yay, play. Congrats. So that was big for me. I was I was rooting for that play and, and loved love to most see that. Most importantly, AJ, most importantly, who was the only person in the Pick'em group that picked the Rams? Only person in the Pick'em group to pick the Rams. You, there was a four-way tie on Monday night. You're the my only person to pick the Rams. Lock of the week. Yeah. And it this was is, my lock of the week. And this is a big game for the Rams. Now, do I think the Cardinals will still win the division? Possibly, yes. They have Detroit next week, so they'll continue to win. But then they have Indy, Dallas, Seattle last game. But it's not like L.A. has an easy schedule either because next week they go to you know Seattle, anything can happen there. Minnesota, Baltimore, San Fran, 
you know, three playoff teams there. So yeah. it's nothing. Someone's going to earn that win. Yeah, that not, this is not settled yet. So, you know, either of these teams could still lose two more games in terms of, you know, sure. the seeding-wise. So this is not but over you know for this nice? division. The Cowboys hold their own destiny to at least not be the fourth seed. Yeah, they do because they take on the Cardinals as well. So that'll that's yeah. big there. Uh, you know, th- this Rams team needed to play like this and win this game because Stafford of the the weeks that he just hasn't been playing good and kind of you know w- w- was underperforming, making teams think that maybe he's not the guy, maybe he's not the you know the 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 piece that this team needed to reach a Super Bowl. I think he reminded you against what was the best team you know in the league up until yesterday. In, in really attacking them, throwing down their throats. They did what they needed to do, got their three guys involved with their backup running back. Uh, I, I think it was good stuff from the Rams, and they they really, you know, to get the win without Ramsey, without your number one corner, without your tight end, and to, to, for two turnovers off Murray and not allow him to be that dynamic, you know, running the ball. They had a spy on him the whole game. Uh, I think that was a real good recipe to win the game, and, and they got it done, even though... Got a little sketchy at the end, you know, with the onside kick, but you know they they get the thirty to twenty three win, uh, proved a nine and four, and they're only one game back now of that you, uh, of that I, I said division. This on the pe- I said this on the podcast last week. There's just something about the Cardinals that I just don't buy. You know, Kyler Murray is a phenomenal athlete, and he definitely can sling it. But he showed you on those two interceptions that sometimes he just throws the ball where it's not supposed to go. I mean that, you know, and that's a, that's been the thing about Kyler. I mean, there's not a lot of cons to Kyler's game. The way he's able to run the ball is extraordinary. He has a cannon for an arm. He is, you know, above average in terms of uh, completion percentage usually in his games. But his one knack is he can do too much behind the line of scrimmage, and he can try to force a play, and it doesn't work out sometimes. And and that's been the knack against him. And he did it twice. And, you know, it, it ended up being the difference in the game. So that is the one thing that Kyler needs to work on. And it's been, you know, their losses this season have been because of that a couple times. I mean, exhibit the 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 Packer game, you know, the last play of the game where they should have won the game through, through a, an interception there. Uh, the Carolina game, obviously he wasn't playing, but, you know, their offense couldn't get anything going anyway. So. Their, uh, their, their two losses where he's played have really been pinned on him not playing a great game. So it, that is uh, that's gonna be a key point in going down the last four games of the season for who wins that division. All right, yeah, and that's week fourteen. It's a good week. Some entertaining games at the end of the that week. Well, the week. good news is the bye weeks are over. Yeah, bye weeks are done. Fantasy playoffs are starting. Uh, we have well for most people, not for me. Yeah, not for you. But we have week fifteen next week. Friday, we'll obviously have our week fifteen preview. Then next Tuesday, a week from today, we will have. Uh, uh, the week 15 recap, and after that, we are we are done for the year here, and we'll we'll be uh we'll be away uh, on we'll, on a, we'll on on a little trip, little vacation to the we'll islands, and we'll we'll be on a two week break. So you got two more episodes here for week 15, and then uh, you're on your own for the next two uh, before we get to the playoffs, and then we'll have playoff time, and that's where we really get into uh, uh, to these to what everyone's been waiting for and, and, and get into some of these playoff games. But week 15, I'm looking at the, this schedule. We got Saturday, we got a good Thursday night game in Chiefs Chargers. Saturday games, Patriots, Colts. I mean, we have, we have the football team and the Eagles really playing for whoever wins that game can get a wild card. Uh, you know, key NFC matchups with Falcons, 49ers, Seahawks, Rams, Saints, Buccaneers. Really good stuff. And a lot of, of games that are going to determine some of these tiebreakers, some of these, you know, wild card spots. 
and uh, and we'll get to that on on Friday. So big stuff coming uh, for next week. I'm looking forward to it. I, I I am ready for the home stretch, man. I really am. Yeah, we're down to four weeks left. Four weeks in the NFL season comes crazy. comes so uh, co- comes so quick and 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 goes so fast. So <laughs> uh, we will be back on Friday. We'll we'll get to week 15 uh, on Friday.